2: Thanks so much for joining us on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Shirley Lin, and we're going to be bringing you 15 minutes of English language features. Now, Emma, I don't know if you recognize those two little boys' voices just now, in, in that music just no, now. No, I don't know. they are they? are Natalie So's, um sons. Really? Yeah, when they were much younger, and and they did some recording for us, you know.
3: Yeah, I just really. Oh that is so cute. I well, mean, okay. they're they're
2: teenagers now, right? So no, they're, no, they're much grown up. Yeah. Oh well, um, that must have been a, still a while in ago. College, maybe. I think. Uh,
3: I, I think and that. So, uh, yeah, I don't think they've gone to college yet. I think uh, one of them is oh, going really? to be oh. heading out for enlistment soon. Yeah.
2: Oh, and I thought that he, the, the older one has already started. But anyway, all right. So uh, up ahead in today's program, we have uh, behind the beats, which is Emma's music program. But first, we're going to begin with here in Taiwan. Hello there. Today is December 21st. Am I right? Yes. Oh,
0: yeah. Winter solstice.
2: uh, Woo! Oh, yeah, right. We're going to be talking about that. Um, You're listening to Here in Taiwan Radio, Taiwan International. Now, if you're joining us on radio, it would be December 22nd, Wednesday. But I'm Shirley Lin, and I'm joined in the studio by Emma Benek. Hey, everybody. So today we're going to be having a look at a couple of interesting interesting stories. Gosh, I'm, I'm swallowing my words. Um, so one is that, um, you know, we've had like a cluster infection and um, experts were saying that, oh, you know, it was probably airborne through the ventilation in these quarantine hotels. But no, was, you know, there are other theories about this. So we'll get to that in a moment. Something to do with porcelain, not porcelain, porcelain, but, you know, <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then also, um, yeah, Emma was saying that this is 冬孜, which is winter solstice. And there's certain things that we eat when it's during winter solstice, but there are things that we, what, what is it, do's and don'ts? Do's okay. and don'ts for today. So All right. well, stay tuned. Yes, <laughs> stay tuned. And then also I have another story about the fact that, you know, the uh, EPA is thinking about Uh, making everybody switch to electric scooters now we're gonna see how successful this plan might be but so stay on Well, since it's winter solstice, we might get going about this. Um, Actually, winter solstice this year um, falls on December 21st, Mm -hmm. uh, Tuesday. And so there is a certain thing that we eat, a sweet dessert that we do eat here in Taiwan. I don't know what it's like in China or maybe other Chinese-speaking countries, but... Yeah, it's uh, the sweet dumpling. It's like these uh, sticky rice balls. Mm -hmm. And they usually have fillings of like sesame paste or peanut paste or red red bean bean paste. Mm -hmm. But what's your favorite out of those three Uh, flavors? Well,
3: I'm allergic to peanuts, so I can't have that one, but... Mm, I like having a mix, I think, of red bean and sesame. I think sesame might be my favorite, though. What about Same you? Same
2: here, sesame. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not so into red bean paste, so I'm more a sesame and peanut filled, um, these uh, sticky rice, you know, balls. Yeah, are and you planning of, on making any today? Well, you know, I, I, I left work today not realizing that today is winter solstice, so uh, I'm, I, I don't know. When I go home, maybe I... But it's so bad for you. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> really get no fat. health benefit. No health benefits. No, no. But, but
3: uh, eating it could make sure that you have a really good New Year.
2: So, yeah. Well, yeah. Which is more important to you, putting on a
3: couple pounds,
2: or well, that, I spending the year in absolute bliss? <laughs> right. But what are some other do's and don'ts doing winter stosis? I had no idea. I only know about food, about eating. You know, what to eat. <laughs> That's always an excuse to eat. But what yeah, are some of so, the do's and um,
3: don'ts? It's considered a day to give gifts, drink alcohol, have really? fun, worship oh. the gods. Um, but there are certain things that you... so Which sounds like it's supposed to be a very fun day. But there's apparently some things that you should try not to do. Um, one of them is that you should avoid going out at night. So I think this one kind of reminds me a bit of like the ghost, ghost month in Taiwan. That is so weird. Yeah, so, so similar. And just, I don't know, I guess on special days like this ghosts or spirits are i don't know if they're just closer to us in general and just normal people and so you just have to be a little more careful Uh, if you have to go out after dark uh it says that bring a little salt with you i don't know if that somehow wards off evil spirits but um
2: yeah i guess just sounds something very japanese too
3: (laughs) yeah it uh it's i don't know i mean it's the shortest day of like daylight of the year so i guess Today, there's really less and less time to be outside while it's still bright out. Oh, okay. In Taiwan, I feel like it gets
2: dark so, so early. Soon. Yeah. Like about 5, 5-ish, 5.30-ish, five mm-hmm. yeah. Um,
3: mm-hmm. Some other things you're not supposed to do is apparently married women should not go to their parents' homes. And huh? I can tell by the description of this, this is definitely based on um, more traditional point of views and values. Um, because... In Taiwan, I think traditionally, when a woman got married, she would move away from her parents and she would live with her husband's parents in their home. And sometimes that would be moving very far away. And it was... It's believed that, oh, if you have to travel very far to get to your parents during this time, and especially because it's so cold out, you might get sick and then you might bring this illness back to your husband's parents when you eventually go back to your real home. Okay. okay. Um, and it's just believed that, uh, I guess on any sort of auspicious day, if you're sick or spread sickness to someone else, that it's not really a, doesn't really bode well for your future for that next year. So you want to stay happy and healthy today for sure. Oh, okay. Um, Along with staying healthy, something else that's important is it says that um, you shouldn't stay up too late because um, this is kind of related to yin and yang. Mm. If you guys know, um, just kind of different energy forces and that if you since it's colder now, if you go to sleep too late, it's believed that this could reduce your yang uh, energy it's just a
2: good energy. Yeah, <laughs> the
3: good energy. And if you have too strong in energy then it could lead to sort of I don't know, a bad aura or like bad spirits. And yeah, so basically today is kind of like um an important lead up to the lunar new year. So okay. this kind of uh sets the tone for how your lunar new year uh, your lunar new year is going to be And you just want to make sure that you're getting off to the right foot. And I know we talked about tangyuan
2: before. Did you know that? Yeah, uh, the the sticky rice balls, they're Mm -hmm. called uh, tangyuan, right? Yeah, do you know like how many you should eat? eat? I'm assuming even number because even numbers always sounds like more auspicious, you know, than odd numbers. Right, exactly. Um, Oh, okay.
3: Um, Because they believe that if you eat an odd number of tangyuan, it might mean that you will spend the next year more lonely, I guess, like <gasps> as if
2: there's like, the, you're the odd one out or something. I, I must say that Taiwanese people are pretty superstitious. and yeah. But Taiwanese culture is always talking about harmony. And so, you know, like see, um, the, these Tang Yuan, these um, rice ball balls are round you know for harmony you know all well-rounded and um so basically you eat tangyuan and you kind of like you know observe winter solstice because you want to wish for a new uh, i mean a good prosperous new year you know um, yeah, it's always like that. So it sounds so much like, you know, the ghost month, you know, don't, don't go out at night and be home with your family, you know, and don't go out or um, whatever. Yeah. So I think it all a sounds of, very simil- similar. Yeah.
3: And a lot of these rules are just things that I feel like you should try not to do in general, like, you know, staying up late or uh, staying out or like not getting enough sleep or at the very end, it says to avoid getting into fights with people. I mean, <laughs> I'd say that's probably true most days of the year. I know. Um, but yeah, just in general, the way that you pass this day kind of is said to influence what the general, I guess, trend or tone of your next year will be. So mm. you want to make sure that you're
2: setting the right tone and message. Yeah. And I don't suppose people would be going out tonight because the weather's not really nice today in Taipei. It's no, kind of rainy. Yeah. And, it, you know, once, it, once the sun goes down, the temperature drops pretty sharply. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, no. And it's a weekday. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> have <to> work the, <laughs> <next day. laughs>
3: the best thing it sounds like tonight is just staying in, in? Um, having a nice bowl of warm tangyuan and
2: getting enough sleep. So, yeah. honestly, that
3: sounds like a perfect and day to me. Right. I'm very glad to celebrate the winter, the winter solstice that way.
2: Great. So, and, Cut up at home with your family Mm
3: -hmm. all right
2: well before we go on are there any comments so
3: uh yeah we have a couple of comments from nazir aziz um he's asking i guess what our christmas plans are christmas is coming up in like four (laughs) days pretty crazy yeah yeah so i'll i'll be in taipei um it's my first christmas in taipei i've been living in tainan for the past three years um are you doing anything special uh, well, I have some students that have come from oh, the U.S. Yeah. to study here. This will th- be their first Christmas uh, without their families as well. So I guess we'll be our own little family together. you going to be busy. Yeah, yeah. Are they going to be
2: like gift exchange or something?
3: Yeah, you know, we were thinking of doing a Secret Santa, but just from things that you can get at a 7-Eleven because they're very <laughs> intrigued by uh, what? how you can do so many different things at a 7-Eleven in Taiwan. Which so.
2: is so true. Yeah. I know I'm going to my... Wait, is Nazir asking about me too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. <laughs> okay, I'm going to my friend's place and we're going to have a Christmas dinner and actually a Christmas dinner with turkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a turkey that we order from Thanksgiving but we, we put it in the freezer and we decide we want to have turkey for Christmas because we didn't get together for Thanksgiving. So. Oh, I yeah. see. Got you. And, and yes, we're going to be exchanging gifts and... And we're going to have, you know, a surprise gifts for the kids in, in our group of families. I mean, a group of friends. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's nice. All right.
2: Well, should we? A- any more? Uh,
3: um, just a couple more, yeah. I guess. Uh, Nazir has quite a few questions. Uh, he's asking about what our favorite Taiwanese dish is, I guess, on the topic of... We were tang talking yun. how we like Tangyuan, <laughs> yeah. Mm. I really like spicy hot pot uh, a lot, and Ooh. that's really great in the winter because it keeps you nice and warm. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, I'm not into that though because I'm not <laughs> into spicy food. Ah, anyway, I see. yeah. What what kind of food would you um, eat? Then? Um, you know, right now I'm thinking of it because this is what I ordered for lunch day. It's um guapao. i have never used to really like guapao. It's a bun, white bun with uh, meat and cilantro and peanut powder. Um, oh, and um, sauerkraut, Chinese sauerkraut inside. It's yummy from this particular place. So Ooh, it's nice. become a favorite. Yeah.
3: Jen Delari checked in and she said that she really likes green onion pancakes, which I love as well. Ooh. Haven't had them recently because, yeah. you know, you see them everywhere in Taiwan. And I feel like if you see something so often, you're like, oh, I can get that anytime. But then you don't end up getting it that often. <laughs> so thanks for reminding me, Jen Delari. I definitely want to check that out. Get some soon. <laughs> All right.
2: Well, let's move on. Mm hmm. Oops Okay so we've reported a cluster infection um, around like quarantine hotels in Taipei and New Taipei but um, first it was a theory thinking that maybe it passed um, the virus passed through uh, the ventilation which kind of like crisscrosses you know all the rooms but then some experts are saying, no, they don't think so. Um, they believe that it was the fact that they've discovered, and actually this was discovered quite a while ago, by the National Autonomous University of Mexico, who conducted the study saying that extra precautions need to be uh, taken care of at quarantine hotels when cleaning mugs or toilets or basins because they stick on the virus stick on porcelain for up to 28 days, almost a month. That's uh, kind of frightening. That, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And so, um, yeah, that's what they think happened. So um, mm-hmm. basically, they're saying that people who clean the rooms or bring in food to these people who are being quarantined in the, in the rooms, they can easily pick up the virus and spread it to other rooms. Um, there's this guy who is, his name is very interesting. It's Oi Hian Huang Xuan, but his English name is O O I and it H E A N. I'm sorry if I'm not saying it right. <laughs> but um, Oi, a, pul- a pulmonologist and a director of the China Medical University Hospital's International Center, what a long name, <laughs> he said that um, he, uh, that, uh, let me see here. He was saying that aerosol transmission has been shown to occur in a lab, but that is under controlled conditions and in a sealed environment which is highly unlikely in real world conditions okay so um so then this other uh guy he's the lincoln memorial hospital deputy superintendent he says that person-to-person transmission in a to hotel is not likely given the strict regulations the hotels must follow like you're supposed to stay totally in the room you can only open your door with a mask on and get your food that's left outside your room mm-hmm. and then leave it out there, too. So um, because if you do break those rules, you can be fined a hefty fine. OK, so that's not likely. Um, but they're saying that uh, if wait a minute, Right. OK, so saying that environmental contaminants is much more likely, but health officials would need to find samples of the virus to confirm that. So the procedure for bringing food to guest rooms should be scrutinized and that the staff should not pick up dirty dishes at the same time when they're distributing food because then, of course, you can risk cross-contamination. Mm-hmm. So it, they're saying that it must be determined whether the clusters at the two hotels, so it's happened at two hotels already? I had no idea. Um, happened the same way, then it in the, that indicates that there's a problem with procedures with the SOP. Now that's scary, but the fact that viruses longer on porcelain oh man like do you have a lot of porcelain in your house (laughs) well i mean i mean basins you know right sinks um not not the one not the kitchen sink that i have because that's made of metal but um mugs yeah and then um toilet bowls what do you expect you know so they're saying that you know when people you know quarantine they brush their teeth you know they spit into the sink and if they carry it then it stays in the sink for a month. And yeah. you've got these people who move in and out and cleaners and everything, and it gets spread that way. So I guess they haven't really, really nailed down exactly how this cluster infection happened then.
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. all this time before this, I thought that it was really just a ventilation problem. And and now they're saying no, because I know that you know this virus can be airborne. And we're thinking, oh yeah, that makes sense. But now they're saying, so everybody has their own theory, and there's no way of knowing, but I think the point is um there's there's really been a cluster inspe- infection, <laughs> so that's all that really matters, and it's like how to how to control it. I think our government's doing pretty well though I must say, um even though I think we had a couple of um what is it omni omicron variant yeah. of the variant very, very, you know mm-hmm. yeah um people you know who came in, but I think they've managed to stop it right at the borders, I would say. So I mean, I feel pretty safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. safe. Yeah,
3: I was um, talking to my family, though, recently, and they live in New York. And they were saying that now COVID cases are reported as the highest that they've ever been in New York. Like what? Yeah. So of the
2: Omicron variant? Well, just like COVID cases. I mean,
3: I think I think I was reading an article that says it's making up like 75% of, That's reco- what I read of reported
2: cases in the U.S. In the right US, now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when is this ever going to end, right? I don't know. It's it's like forever a different variant and everything. But they say that we can only stop this, you know, um, mutation if people, if every single person were to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that there are people who just, you know, because of medical reasons, they can't. There are others who, if they own believes they don't take and then it's like we're never ever gonna but then but then if we get to a certain number of people vaccinated then um uh then we then we can prevent it well how do i say it uh then then we build up this herd immunity right Right, exactly Mm -hmm. i know i've got a friend (laughs) a friend's husband he refused to (laughs) get vaccinated for whatever reason and, um, and he's thinking that, well, I mean, if everybody else gets vaccinated, you know, then we reach herd immunity, then I wouldn't have to be vaccinated at all. And I was like, like okay. Then <laughs> okay. can everybody think <laughs> like that? No. <laughs> right. Okay. Anyway, anybody got any thoughts about this um, from our friends? Uh, let's see. Uh, Nazir
3: Aziz is asking... I guess if drones are used for food service in <laughs> Taiwan, I guess if you want to try to cut out the middleman of cross contamination,
2: yeah, uh, I don't think we've gotten to that level yet. But no, not not inside quarantine hotels. <laughs>
3: yeah, definitely not. Um, but uh, I think in order to reduce human to human contact for delivering food, a lot of times you just select the option to just have them leave it at the door. So yeah. there's really not a lot of in person contact, regardless.
2: Right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we've got one more story to go. Yes, I'm very excited
3: to hear about this one because I really like electric vehicles. Oh,
2: okay. Here we go. You know, I don't think it's the first time that the government or the EPA has thought about how to, you know, uh, encourage people to switch their old scooters, conventional scooters to electric ones. But um, I I know that um, at um, this was oops sorry this would have been a couple of years ago uh, more than a couple of years ago when my son kind of like tried to persuade me to let him get a scooter and because he um, he was studying at this university which is like it's like it's always on the uphill and and the worst thing is that his dorm um it's like way up at the top so i remember one time we were driving and then he was going like and then he he was driving all you know all of us to to his campus he's got a beautiful campus and he was going like see we got to my campus right but i have we're not at my dorm yet okay we keep going all right we keep going you think you're at my dorm that no not yet we keep going <laughs> and it's like so he was trying to convince me to yeah. say that he really needs a scooter mm-hmm. And then after some time, I said, okay, fine, you can get a scooter, mm-hmm. but you can only get Gogoro, which is the first, you know, Taiwanese brand electric um, scooter. So he consented to it. And it was at a time when they, the government was giving subsidy. If you were to buy an electric scooter, they give a subsidy. Pretty good, you know. Yeah, so he got that. So I think that works better. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, though, it's not. It's more talking about a carbon credit scheme to encourage people to replace the scooters with, with electric ones, and which meant that the scheme, uh, which would take place next year, uh, replaced the current vehicle subsidy program with a system that rewards people with one carbon credit and two thousand NT, which is like seventy-two U.S. dollars for each electric motorbike they purchase to replace an old one that's fourteen years or older, and people would be able to trade the credits on one or more dedicated platforms. And what does that what does that mean? Like what, maybe platforms that have like. Accessories for motorbikes Or something What does Um, that mean I'm not really sure It's (laughs) very vague You know I guess they're still working on it They're not Mm -hmm. really very You know Very clear About the whole program So It's part of a Goal to carbon neutral by 2050 which sounds like a long way away but we really should be starting to you know you know love the earth and watch the environment now mm-hmm. um it's an effort that involves creating a regulatory framework for all sources of mobile pollution and rethinking transportation as a service so the government is you know they're, 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 they think they want to encourage people to take more public transportation and things like that and um um evidence has suggested carbon markets do not effectively curb emissions, adding that the government would achieve better results by making public transportation cheaper and more efficient. And I wonder what it meant by that. Then I realized it says EPA's carbon offset price is expected initially to be set at 100 NT, which means that one carbon credit would yield a return of just 29 NT in a year and less than 1,000 NT in 10 years. And I'm going like that's not an incentive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's just a, a little so, drop in the bucket. <laughs> I don't know. I don't quite understand this. Maybe, yeah. But anyway, but this is assuming that carbon offset prices quintuple. And the electric vehicle industry is entirely powered by renewables. Of course, we're working on that. You know, definitely, um, energy renewables is very, very important. If we can always do that, if every country can do that, we can really be uh, saving the earth a lot. But um, yeah, does that. I think they still need to dig a little
3: deeper into Uh, the government side. Right. pockets and budget and everything they can find a little more money right? to incentivize this i, I think know.
2: yeah emma doesn't buy it even though she's really into getting a yeah, electric yeah, vehicle yeah. Uh, <laughs> scooter
3: suit so i'm their target audience and i'm just not <laughs> fully convinced
2: <laughs> well that's it for here in time thank you so much for joining us i'm shirley lynn and i'm emma banak stay tuned because behind the beats is right up oh yeah, yeah.
3: Hey there, everyone. You're listening to Behind the Beats with me, Emma Banak. And this episode is going to be a continuation of last week's where I talked about the band Sweet John. And yeah, they just have so many different songs that I thought I'd stretch it out over two episodes. The songs that we're going to hear today are a little more chill vibes, which has been kind of fitting with the weather that Taipei's been having lately. It's been getting darker earlier here. It's been kind of rainy. But windy, so I don't know, that kind of weather for me always makes you want to sit inside with a nice cup of tea and yeah, just listen to music that chills me out. Just to give you a little background on this band in case you didn't listen to the last episode, Sweet John formed in 2016, even though most of its band members came from an earlier band called Natural Outcome that formed in 2011. Something that I thought was pretty cool when I was reading about this band is that they met in Tainan, which is kind of my special home here in Taiwan since I lived there for my first three years here. And they actually met at National Cheonggong University, which is where I studied Chinese for my first two years here. So I feel a little bit of a connection to the roots of this band. So anyway, I'm going to get right into it with the first song that's coming up for you guys. This song is called An Chuan De Fan Wei which is kind of like safety zone. So I'll talk a bit about the lyrics after you listen to the song, but something that I think is kind of interesting about it is the intro, which feels kind of jolting, I guess, in a way, because a lot of the beats stop suddenly. And there's lots of different sound sources, which is very typical for Sweet John. And it comes out first with female vocals. It's very echoey, but later on, once there's a male voice, it kind of gives it a more firm base as you go further into the song. And something else that you might notice is, like I said, they have lots of different sound sources. And something I think is cool is that besides just using electric instruments, they also use some string instruments in the background. So keep an ear out for that. And yeah, here we go. This is Antrenda Fanway. Alrighty, so that was Anquan de Fanwei, which like I said, kind of translates to safety zone. And yeah, this song talks about taking risks, going outside of your comfort zone, chasing after love and your own self-confidence. It's kind of sad, like at the very end, the lyrics go like, forget that the least unique person is actually yourself. And I think a lot of times people sort of underestimate their special qualities, what makes them so different from other people and how this lack of self-confidence influences the way that people pursue love. You know, If you think that you're nothing special or you don't see your own uh, special qualities, maybe you don't think that other people would be interested in dating you or being with you, but you have to step outside your comfort zone even if as someone with not a lot of confidence, putting yourself out there, going outside of this safety zone, your comfort zone seems uh, pretty risky. We need to be taking these risks. Stop finding excuses and kind of just go out and, I don't know, stop worrying about what's the worst that could happen. Okay, so the next song that I'm going to play is called Uruguay, which means sundial. And what I like about this song is in the lyrics that I'll talk about later, there's kind of this sense of running out of time and I feel like the beat in parts of the song really conveys this sense of urgency well. Um, Plus, there's a pretty nice electric guitar solo, so you have that to look forward to as you take a listen to Zhigui. So that was Uruguay. and I'm just going to talk a little bit about the lyrics. Like I said before, uh, in the lyrics I talk about how you don't have a lot of time to say all the things that you want to say, and sometimes, even though time's limited, we find it hard to start or finish what we want to say, especially if these are topics that are difficult to talk about. The lyrics also talk about how sometimes we make these promises in our mind that are really just to trick ourselves. or we make these excuses that sound good, but we're not being honest with ourselves or with others. Now, the next song I'm going to play is Wei, which is kind of hard to describe, I guess, what that means in English, just because it kind of fits with the context of the song, um, which I'll explain a bit with the lyrics, but kind of how there are things that you leave behind to the people in your life. Not necessarily physical things, but whether that's memories or just the way that you think back on them and how even though time passes, sometimes these feelings don't always change. So this song is actually... I played a little bit of the intro at the very beginning of this show and I like the intro, so hopefully you guys like the rest of the song as well. This is Wei. So that was Lioge Nida Ni Wei. And I like this song because I feel like it deals with how people get through their tougher days and how they support themselves. In the beginning of the song, it talks about how you need to keep being brave, staying determined. That's the only way you're going to persevere throughout your life. That life is not a race. It's a marathon. So it's not enough to have short bursts of confidence and bravery and perseverance. These are all traits that we're going to need with us to last throughout our whole lives. Kind of another interesting image that this song brings to mind is talking about how, you know, when it rains, there's not actually always a guaranteed sunny day the next day, but that even though the upswing of things might take a little while to come around after a particularly hard day, um, you have to keep up hope because eventually that sunny day will come and things will start to brighten up again. Now, I mentioned before I played this song like um, how it's kind of difficult to describe what this means in English because it's part of some sentences in the final lyrics of this song talking about how this person's affection for a loved one has never diminished and neither has the smile that comes to them when they think about this person. So I think it kind of goes with how at the end of the day Mm, kind of our personal connections are what gets us through the toughest of times. It's important to be able to rely on yourself, but I know for me personally, having a really strong network from my family and friends who are always there to support me uh, is definitely essential. So the last song I'm going to play by Sweet John is Hou Jung, which is sort of like the after effects of an illness. Uh, I thought it was interesting because in several of the songs that I played today and in last week's episode... Uh, there's the female vocals that sort of take the lead in the song but in this song the male takes the lead so vocally is just a little different from some of the other songs i've played and yeah we're gonna end out on this song so i hope you guys enjoyed listening to sweet john over the past two weeks and next week on behind the beats you can look forward to a whole new band i'm emma banak see you on behind the beats next week
1: Touch
4: For tuning in to radio taiwan international taiwan's national broadcaster we hope you enjoyed our programs you can catch all of our latest news audio and video features on our website at en.rti.org.tw again go to our website en.rti.org.tw for engaging news videos and programs about taiwan if you like to hang out on social media rti is there too our Facebook URL is Radio Taiwan International. And you can watch our engaging video features, including the weekly news magazine program Taiwan Insider, on our YouTube channel, RTI English. Again, our YouTube channel is RTI English. For those who enjoy the Twitter sphere, our handle for Taiwan Insider is at Taiwan Insider. For RTI English, it's at radio taiwan underscore eng and if you'd like to enjoy us on your smartphone just download our app rti2go that's one of the best ways to enjoy all our news videos and programs that's rti2go if you're a shortwave listener we have two channels in asia for south asia tune into 6100 kilohertz from 1600 to 1700 utc To Southeast Asia, you can hear us on 15320 kHz from 0300 to 0400 UTC. We would love to know what you think of our programs. Email us at english at rti.org.tw. Thank you again for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International.